0: it's a huge honor to hear their stories and to be the one that captures those stories and be faithful to those people and honor those people in return for having shared it. But yeah, it's just I just sat there so many times thinking like, wow, this is such a privilege to, to be carrying these people's stories in this in this video.
1: This is Down to Earth Conversations, where we hear from ordinary people who are helping to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. Kia ora. welcome to another episode of Down to Earth Conversations. I'm Andrew Dixon and thank you for joining me for another all. Today we get to hear from business owner and filmmaker Dylan Jones. Dylan owns For Good Media, a film production company with a difference. Dylan focuses on those people who are doing good in the world and he helps to tell their stories. He partners with organisations who are making a difference and provides great quality video to enable them to promote what they do and to harness support. We talk about his journey into film, how the company came about, and what it's been like to forge this path in a fairly cutthroat industry. We talk fear, creativity, storytelling, holy moments, and much, much more. This is episode 37 of Down to Earth Conversations. Here's Dylan Jones. Kia ora, Dylan Jones, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, it's great to be on here. So let's just start by uh, having you introduce yourself, who are you, where are you from?
0: Yeah, so um, I'm from Dunedin, uh, spent most of my time as a kid growing up um, Dunedin and further south. I studied at Otago University, which was, I mean, the experience that you can imagine it was a lot of fun. Uh and from there, I was in Christchurch for eight years, uh, making videos, involved in different ministries, and now I'm up here in Auckland, Tabaki Makoto. Yeah. Like you
1: say, you've been doing filming in, in bits and pieces, um, and we'll we'll talk about um, what your business is and, and stuff as we go through, but how did you get interested in that? Was it something you always wanted to do, or did it just kind of catch you at some stage? What What's the deal with that?
0: Yeah, I I think I've always been interested in different creative things. Uh, I've always wanted to be in a creative job ever since I can remember it was either a writer or an animator or I was at university studying theater. So at that point it was being an actor. Uh, But then at the same time as starting university, that's when I became a Christian through one of the Christian groups there. And they said to me one day, they were like, oh, hey, like you do theater, you'd be great for our creative team. Do you want to get involved with that? And I said, sure. Sounds like fun. Jump in front of the camera and just have a good time making all these funny little skits and sort of Vox Pops videos. And at the same time as that, there was being in front of the camera, they were like, cool, we'll get you behind the camera as well. Literally my introduction to it was, here's how to press record. Yep go out and make some videos and that was where it started but i think that start being at otago being involved with a christian group and making videos that were pointing towards topics that were important or wanting to see change in society and culture that sort of set the the tone or set the dna for what i love about media how i approach it and why i love doing it but the the actual quality of the content at that point at that stage was very very much not going on my portfolio (laughs) Yeah, yeah 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 but that's cool though
1: that you um like a lot of people who would be interested in doing it their only outlet would be putting something up on youtube and hoping that someone sees it one day whereas because you were connected in that church setting and they were kind of commissioning you to do stuff you were able to do stuff and then have it seen or engaged with, yeah, which is pretty cool because I, I guess you know I'm a musician and that was my experience of church music as well. You know, I grew up playing music in front of people every week, uh, whereas other people, you know, they played music in their bedroom for years and years and years and were really good at it. But having that opportunity is was really valuable. So um, yeah, that's cool to hear. You've got your own company now. Yeah. Is that something you started fairly soon after you finished uni or has that come at a later time?
0: Yeah, I mean, the company as it exists now only really started last year during lockdown. Um, before that, that was always sort of the plan at some point. Lockdown just fast-tracked that. Uh, for the, what? what is that, like nine years between first picking up a camera to starting the business, it was initially, yeah, making these fun little videos. And then when I was working with that ministry, part of my role was media based and it was just evolution from there. So then I ended up working at my church as the main media guy. Uh, And then God has just been taking me on this journey recently of actually really diving into business as a a form of kingdom activity, rather than just the necessity to be able to make videos, you know?
1: Yeah. Your, your business is called for good media and, my first introduction to it was someone shared something on Instagram and I went, Oh yeah, that sounds like it's got a title that I resonate with, so I'll go and see what this is about and and went in and had a look and, and read some of the blurb and went, Oh, this is right up my alley. This is like resonates with me and why I do the podcast and and then I clicked on your promo video you had at the time and then went, Oh, there's me because <laughs> and, and, 'cause I'd done some poetry at the mini justice conference that you'd you're, you're oh, done of filming course. at. And, yeah. um, and so it was really weird going, oh, hey, is this guy resonating? Oh, look, I'm on his promo video. yeah <laughs> <laughs> But um yeah, so that was kind of my first introduction to it. But everything I've seen from there, um I've been, yeah, really thrilled with, actually. You know, it's it's been, like I say, right up the alley of, of what this podcast is about, which is people using what they have to make a difference in the world. So do you want to explain what is For Good Media and sort of what's your cope up or what's your heart behind it?
0: Yeah, I still have a wee bit of a chuckle at the name uh, because it is, in one sense, a very straightforward name. Uh, but there is a bit more meaning to it. Yeah, um, There's sort of three meanings. And the first, the very basic surface level is that I make good videos. You know, that's my goal is to make videos that look good, achieve their goals. But then actually that the layer deeper than that is that they do good, that they see good happen in the world or they encourage people who are doing good things or they uh, empower people to get involved with good stuff that's happening mm. and then the deeper level is you know that these will be videos that have an impact for good in the sense of time you know mm. for, for, for eternity that people will be impacted for Jesus that yeah. they come to know something of his heart uh, and that doesn't mean that I'm going to like you would have seen on the website. I'm not like, these videos are for Jesus. It's more just like, hey, this is who I am. And in the process of working with me, that's what's going to come out. Mm. So it's not even necessarily just the videos that I make. It's actually what I hope is that as I'm working with different clients, I'm going to be bringing the kingdom to that space, not just in the outputs of the videos, you know?
1: Yeah, so by you being you, you're bringing that bit of heaven into that space. Yeah. In some ways, the uh, the starting of the business kind of got forced on you a bit with the lockdown thing. Has it been a scary journey launching out on your own?
0: It has been the weirdest, scariest, most exciting journey. And when it's that kind of journey, I feel like that's a really good indication that God's involved. Because I remember I... So I moved up to Auckland to do a post-grad diploma of communications and when we hit lockdown that just became an absolute joke uh i was like well i can either waste my time continuing on with this with this course of study or i can drop out and do what i was always going to do i asked god about it and he said the answer that i ah it annoys me the most he said the choice is yours and i will bless whatever you do you know it's not like my choices were um to become a, a priest or a you know a criminal yeah they're all good choices and god just said i'll bless whichever one you choose i'm like no god you meant to tell me you meant to say do this or that (laughs) and so i chose i'm like okay god if that if this is you then i'm going to choose the one that is the scariest which is to drop out of uni after moving to a city a new city while we're in lockdown and start my business yeah and from there like that's just been the recurring theme god's just like great He's come through on that he's blessed that work started coming in while I was in lockdown, and it hasn't stopped cool there's been there's been moments where it looks like it's gonna get quieter and all these fears come rushing in like oh my gosh i'm I'm not gonna find any more work. I suck at what I do <laughs> um oh just yep. classic imposter syndrome, and then God reminds me he's like hey i I called you to this and and I said, I'll bless it." I didn't. I haven't said I'm gonna stop anytime soon. So, mm-hmm. I keep on wanting to try and make things happen myself, or to be to, to do business like a normal business person. But I just feel like God is saying, "No, you don't need to do things the way the world says a business should look." Yeah. And so there's there's this weird tension of like, I want to be professional. I want to be good at what I do, and I want to bring yeah the kingdom into the business space, and yet God's like, yeah. We're going to do that. It's just not going to look the way that you thought it would.
1: Yeah, and you like you say, you don't have to be making videos about Jesus to to make a difference. You know that. Yeah. That um, and dare I say, you don't have to be making really poorly made videos about Jesus, which is what you often get in Christian spaces. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that quality and that heart behind it, I think, marry together really well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I always remember, like it sticks in my mind so clearly. One of my pastors at my old church, he said to me once, being a Christian is not an excuse for poor quality videos. He said, if the content is so important, if you believe the message so much, then the quality of the video has to match that. You you can't say, oh, this content is so good. I just need to get it out. So I'm just going to film something. Doesn't matter how it looks. The message is so important. He's like, no, the the form is the function. Like, if you believe the message that much, then you better make sure the quality indicates that. Yeah. So that's sort of been something that stuck with me, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Speaking of, of making quality things, you know, you're working with technology and technology doesn't always play ball. Um, you know, I've so often it's user error. You know, I've recorded an entire podcast without turning my own microphone on. Um, have you had any of those kind of looking back on it funny moments or classic fails during your time?
0: Oh, uh, honestly, I think the not turning your mic on thing is something that everyone will have done at some point. It's sort of an initiation into um working in media, right? Like I've I've done that with an interview once and it was a very time it was during a conference, so it was a very time pressure situation we're able to get a few moments with one of the speakers record this five minute interview. And I looked down and the recorder was flashing at me saying I'm ready to record, which means it hadn't been recording the whole time. And I had to say to them, I'm like, Hey, that was incredible stuff. You just said, thank you so much for sharing what was on your heart. Can you do it again? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I get it. Were they, were they gracious about it?
0: They were gracious, oh. <laughs> a little bit annoyed. I yeah. could tell, but, um, yeah, they they were gracious it turned out in the end it turned out all right but um yeah there's there's the the classic mic situation there's yeah if you've got two cameras and you don't record on one of them i've shown up to a couple of shoots missing some very important gear
1: right uh,
0: yeah but yes yeah, so you you learn and then in that moment you also improvise or figure out a solution yeah um Actually, it's. <laughs> I'll show you this. People won't be able to see it. Um, but the weave tripod I've got for my mic, I don't have the right screw for it, and so I've actually just <laughs> that tied that it up truly? with string. Oh. That is, that's just string. <laughs> so uh, I'm blaming that one on lockdown. Yeah. But let's, <laughs> hey, just got to improvise. You, you know, do,
1: you do do what you can with what you got, don't you?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: and that's one of the things you, I think. Definitely there's that focus on quality, but at the same time, you know, you, you do have to make the most of, of what you've got and figure out how to get the most out of it and yeah. and not just go, oh, we've got rubbish gear, so it's going to be rubbish, but go, oh, well, how can we do the best with the gear that we've got? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I mean, starting the podcast, that was very much what I was going to do. I, I had my phone and, and some um, uh, lapel mics that plugged into my phone. It wasn't ideal, but it was okay. Um, that's what I could afford. That's what I was going to go with. Uh, and uh, it was, you know, someone actually believed in what I was doing and, and helped supply the gear for it, which was pretty cool. So um, yeah, it's it's nice when you can use the better gear, but like I say, you, yeah. you do you do what you can with what you got, even if it means tying it together with string, eh? Exactly. <laughs> uh, when, when you look back at um, all the different kind of projects you've been involved with over the years, what are some of the ones that stand out for you as being... Ones that impacted you
0: personally. Oh man, Um, probably the yeah, probably one of the biggest ones, and it's quite a recent one as well, which is cool. Um, Last year, maybe two months out of lockdown, I had a job offer come up, and it was very attractive. It was ongoing work, and it was also a pyramid scheme. nice <laughs> and I remember looking I sat there I looked at it I was like okay first of all is there any way this isn't a pyramid scheme because if it isn't then I can probably take the job but I I just know I can't if it's if it's not honest if it's not you know yeah. it's, it doesn't stack up in integrity I can't take it and that was this the conclusion I came to I was like no I can't take this job but god you know I'm saying no to this, but I'm trusting you. Yeah. Said no to that. And then literally within the next day or two, I had a call from a guy from tear fund and he said, Hey, we've got the justice conference this year. Mm. Actually that was, you know, the, the full on justice conference, which was, you did the poem at the midi event in Christchurch. Yeah. So this is like the big one. We've got the justice conference and we're doing it online, obviously because of potential lockdown situations. So we need to go and record all of the speakers and edit that into one big conference video. Can you do it? And working with Fund has been a dream of mine for ages. Like mm. to, to be able to do some stuff with them, it just really matches up with my ethos yeah. and what I love. So I just instantly, yeah, I was on board, uh, said yes. We got stuck into it. And I just loved it because I was bringing my skills to the table that was really making an impact or uh, making a huge difference for Tier Fund to be able to yeah. get this this conference out there. But also, like, this is the other part I love about media is the people that I get to meet. I got to sit behind the camera and hear from people who are really just blazing trails when it comes to justice. Uh, and the craziest one was just sitting there down at Matao mm-hmm. with Panya Newton and hearing her heart for justice and that and that's the cool thing you know like we would say before things don't have to be all about jesus which a lot of the justice conference is it's awesome but panya is not you know she's on a different faith journey and yet we can sit there and and hear uh real world experience of justice that looks like jesus you know
1: yeah and that that thing of like one of my hearts behind this whole Podcast has been that actually the church doesn't have a monopoly on goodness, you know that there's goodness out in the world, and there's people out there doing that and and as a church, we should be finding that and jumping on board with that, or if it's not there, then pioneering it you know mm. um, but but not going well it's only good if it's part of the church you know um, yeah that there's actually real goodness going on all around the place if we just open our eyes up to it
0: yeah and I, I think part of that as well is you know, not seeing it as point scoring for the church. Yeah. It's not like, hey, we're doing these good things to basically increase the reputation of the church. It's like, no, I don't think Jesus meant that, mm. you know. He's he's probably more caring about the people that it affects yeah. rather than the image of the church.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the videos I saw of yours recently was a trip you did to Mozambique. What was that like for you?
0: Oh, that was another... Um, I, I, I always go to say it was a dream come true, but then I feel the need to clarify it was the beginning of a dream. It was the yeah. start of a dream, um, because telling stories like that of, of what's happening outside of our little sort of microcosm here in New Zealand, uh, telling stories of hope or of places that need hope that we can pray for and be involved in, uh, is something that I would just love to do more and more so going to mozambique and telling the story of a people group there who uh came to know jesus i think it was probably 20 maybe 20 years ago and seeing where they are now uh and how that movement has just absolutely exploded yeah like i said that that was the start of a dream and pretty crazy that that was i think like 6 or 8 weeks before lockdown started to happen all over the place right. so uh yeah, but just to go there to hear the stories of all these individuals, but then they're also telling the bigger story as well. Just a, it's a huge honor, I think, to to hear their stories and to be the one that captures those stories and be faithful to those people and honor those people in return uh, for having shared it. But yeah, it's just I just sat there so many times thinking, like, wow, this is such a privilege to to be carrying these people's stories in this in this video. Yeah.
1: I noticed when you look on your website, you're you're really big on talking about being a storyteller, telling stories. And I guess there's a couple of different parts of that for you. There's the capturing those intimate moments, those one-on-one situations, but then there's faithfully then putting those all together to tell the bigger story. What is it for you about story that really grabs you?
0: Part of it's just the way that I learn or the way that I receive information best is hearing someone's story. Yeah as opposed to maybe a series of points or or a lecture as such so that's sort of part of it for me but I've been, i think the bigger part of it really is story touches deeper than just information mm. it connects us in a human in a human way you know like i say, oh cool this is someone's experience this is what they've been through and here's the lessons or here's the themes or here's the mm. the impact that, that that has had on them uh, that we can then take from what we can learn from what we can realize what our part can be to to get involved or to to impact that situation
1: yeah I really like that I think for me seeing the kind of stories that you're telling or the the ways that you tell them definitely is that human connection you know it's that here's some people doing good in the world let's help them tell their story you know so Hmm. it's not just hey let's promote their business let's make an ad it's actually no People need to hear the story, you know, and that's when I watch your videos, that's how they come across, you know, that, that you're actually sharing someone else's story. And I guess it's, uh, it, it must be a real privilege to be the, the one who gets to capture and then pass on that story to
0: others. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is one of my favorite parts is when I am on a project and I realize, cool, I'm in that space. That's what I'm doing. I just absolutely love that. Yeah.
1: As you talk about your film and your creativity and stuff, uh, you know I've I've observed over the years in the church that different people have a uh, have a hard time of reconciling how their creativity and their faith go together. And for some, it's you know I'm I'm a Christian and I'm also an artist or I'm also I do film. For you, is it separate like that or is it sort of all bound together like your faith and your creativity uh, all a mesh together
0: yeah i would say they are they are very much tied together but for me it's been this journey of redefining creativity i think in the early days while i was studying theater and just getting into video stuff i would have used the language of creative and not creative in the sense of artistry you know the arts uh i was creative because i studied theater i did stuff with videos and i would have said that someone studying accounting or marketing is not creative because they're not doing an artsy sort of thing yeah but it's been a big journey of realizing actually no creativity is something that we all possess inherently because we're all created by god in his image if god is the creator And we create it in his image. We carry that aspect within ourselves as well. So if that's the case, how do we define creativity? I would say it's bringing new things into the world. It's being innovative. Yeah, those are probably the big things to sum it up. And that could be applied to anyone and everyone. Especially when it comes to this whole idea of, you know, the, the, the whole point you're doing this podcast is like, you know, what are people doing? And how is it impacting the kingdom? Uh, I think when you look at it from that sense, it's like creativity is more about starting stuff than it is about being artistic.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, that's so
0: cool. yeah, I, I, and I'm excited. I've got a friend up here; she's a producer, and we're looking at starting a series of stories, and it probably in a sense similar to to what you're doing with the podcast, just of people who have started doing something. Yeah. Like, cool. great, here's an issue. What what have I got? What can I do? I'm gonna start doing it. I'm like, I would say that's more creative than yeah, um, I made a cool video about my trip to Dunedin, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean for for me I guess I, I very much see what you've talked about that actually we're all creative and that for me our creativity is a way that we express who we've been created as, you know, that me doing this podcast is a creative thing, but actually parenting my children, you know, needs creativity as well. Cause my goodness, it's hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, And, and it's in those moments of creativity and finding solutions and, and um, you know, all of that kind of stuff that actually a lot of my faith is expressed in that way. You know, that it, yeah. it's not that I'm doing those things despite my faith or whatever. So, yeah, no, that's really cool.
0: Can I just throw one more thing in there about that? As you're saying, it's like, you know, there's there's all these different moments where you do have to come up with solutions and be creative. And I think that changes the perspective of what is a holy moment. A Mm -hmm. holy moment isn't just confined to um, that big spiritual experience you had at church or um, the awesome worship time you had in your car. It's like suddenly if we're connecting with the heart of God through, uh, you know, creativity or being creative – as an attribute that that belongs to him suddenly those moments of creativity and parenting or creativity and uh just solution finding for all sorts of different issues yeah suddenly those can be seen as holy moments as well you're like oh i'm connected with something of the heart of god here yeah yeah and i i think that sort of yeah that's that's one way that i think it ties in with faith very very strongly
1: yeah i love that where do you hope that things go with for good media. Oh man. You got dreams and plans for for doing more stuff, bigger stuff, different stuff?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh there's there's some big dreams and I think the the current challenge or I think the the constant challenge really is staying true to them or or staying on a path that leads to them, but also holding that with an open hand for God to change, you know, if, if I've got this sort of dream at the moment, God may refine that. God may tweak that as, as we go. Uh, but there is a sense of staying focused on that. And I've recently just um, had a couple of cool opportunities come up, some really cool jobs with organizations that I've applied for, but have also been very upfront about the fact that I'm like, I really feel like God is putting something on business for me at this time. So uh that's affected my ability to apply for those jobs. They're like, Oh, we're looking for someone full time. I'm like, okay, I can either apply for that full time role or I can trust God that this dream and this vision for business in the media space is something he's calling me into. So yeah. So, so currently it's, that's the dream is to grow a media production company that is bigger than myself. So having other people on board and everyone involved is, is, doing what they love. There's parts of there's definitely parts of media and the whole process of that, that I'm like, I would really rather not do that. Yeah. <laughs> and there's people out there who will love doing those parts. Yeah. So it's finding the right group of people with the same vision and the same heart, uh, able to be working in the the spaces that they love, Contributing to that overall ethos of for good and having a bigger impact than just myself,
1: because I guess at the moment you've got to be a bit of a jack of all trades, don't you? Because you're you're it. Yeah. Whereas as you hopefully grow, you'll be able to go well. Actually, if I do this stuff that I love doing well, and then this person does this part that they love doing well, we'll actually be way more efficient and be able to cover more stories, and you know,
0: yeah, come the the quality of what we produce will be better. Yeah. The ability to do it will be better. Yeah, uh, so in that sense, in the business sense, that's a really good thing that I see. But there's that tension of like, for a long time, I think I had this vision or this idea about business. And this is just my experience of being in ministry, um, that business was bad. And God has really, really been changing that.
1: And in terms of that, you... If something's worth doing, you should be able to do it as a, with a servant heart, and not necessarily get paid well for it, and all that kind of stuff. Is that what you mean?
0: Yeah. So, pe- so, so, the perception of Christian business people who were really successful and making a lot of money, I was like, the 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 attitude was something along the lines of, "Yeah, but you're not being a good Christian." <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: which a- which actually, like you say there are people who are, who can do the business stuff well and that actually means they can be generous that they can uh, bring other, yeah. others on board and mentor them you know they can do a whole bunch of stuff that they couldn't do if they were doing all these jobs for free because you know they they should be serving rather than earning
0: exactly yeah yeah and if they're doing all these jobs for free They're probably not able to do the best quality or as good quality as if they were focusing on some healthy business practices that fit within the kingdom as well. So,
1: Yeah, it's been interesting for us going into business because, you know, like um, we give 5% of of every sale away. And so for me, I'm going, well, the more we sell, the more we give away. Mm. And so that gives me a real incentive to want to sell more. You know, to actually do really well with the business because then I get to be more generous, which uh, I'm probably a bit like you that in the past that hasn't been a focus of mine. And yet now I'm going, actually, no, that that's something that I'm really passionate about now. And I'm not doing it just so I can get a bigger house and a flash of car, you know, Mm. Um, although I wouldn't say no to a bigger house. (laughs) Yeah. Five of us in lockdown in an 80 square meter unit yeah. while we're trying to run a business out of it and it's taken over the dining room and the lounge and you know, yeah. we're doing what we, what we can with what we have. Exactly. But, yeah. um, but no, I totally hear you on that business thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, it's a really cool thing, actually. Uh, I, I fired off an email to a guy up here who uh, I've been following his business for a couple of years now. Um, incredibly well-respected in the general media industry but also hugely focused on humanitarian and um, humanitarian efforts and things about the gospel. So I just fired off an email to him saying, Hey, I love what you do. Uh, You're a real inspiration to me. And yeah, I want my business to be like yours when it grows up. Not really. I was like, he may not respond. He may see that and be like, cool. Thanks for that. No response. That's fine. It was just a simple email. He gets back to me a couple of weeks later And he said, hey, thanks so much. That's so encouraging. I'd love to catch up with you and um, hear about your business. So this guy who has been a role model for me has now become a mentor. Uh, Wow, that's cool. I just love seeing that it's actually possible to have a business in an industry that is pretty cutthroat. Uh, Having a business that – his top tip, his biggest piece of advice for me in that first meeting, he was like, always always ask the Holy Spirit. Always go to him. Always – follow what, what the Holy Spirit says. And I'm like, that is the worst business advice. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know it's true. Yeah. But it's the, From a
1: traditional business point yeah, of view. Yeah that's, yeah,
0: that's terrible. You would never read that in a, you know, yeah. a, a business manual. Se- of...
1: Seven steps to success. Exactly. But
0: yeah. you look at the fruit of his business and you can't deny it, but it's because he was able to hold these two things. He's able to hold, yeah, fully trust God, fully follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And also be committed to a, a good, healthy, growing business. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, that's that sort of... Oh, that's uh, exciting. Yeah, a bit of a role model or, or a way forward for me, yeah.
1: Just as we wrap up, what do you want to be remembered for? What, what legacy would you like to leave with your business?
0: Oh, man, that's a big question. <laughs> what legacy? Um, that I'll be producing work that, contributes to things that are still having an impact decades after i'm gone yeah cool. uh, there's a lot of media i feel these days that is quite disposable in that sense or it has an impact for the next 20 years if if you're lucky that's quite it that's quite big but i'm like no mm-hmm. i'd love to be a part of a movement or a, a cause where my videos they may not be watched for 30 or 40 or 50 yeah. years after I'm gone, but they're, they're a part of the foundation of some really awesome change in the world.
1: Yeah, cool. Oh, thank you for your time. Thank you for chatting with us today about all that you do, and thank you for what you're doing to help to bring a bit of heaven down to earth.
0: Oh, thank Like, It's a real honor and a privilege to be on this podcast, Andy, and to share a bit of my heart. So I really appreciate yeah the opportunity. I
1: I love the passion that Dylan has for telling stories, particularly other people's stories. I also love the attitude that if a story is worth telling, it's worth telling well. It's a great challenge to remember how precious a gift it is when someone shares vulnerably with you and how well you need to carry their gift. So thanks Dylan for your passion, your enthusiasm and your commitment to do good in the world. Here is a blessing for you. Dylan, as you bravely let opportunities go by in order to continue working out your dream, may you find moments of wonder and confirmation that this path is one of value. As you hear and hold the stories of others as the precious taonga or treasure they are, May you continue to be inspired and encouraged to tell those stories with the utmost care and creativity. As you seek to tell stories of those who bring hope and those who need it, may you find yourself filled with hope for the goodness of the world, knowing that the small part that you play can and will make a difference for someone, somewhere, even if you never see the fruits of your labour. As you look to expand for good media to include other creatives passionate about doing good, May you find people who hear your heart, who see your dreams, and who can partner with you to make them a reality. May you be surprised by opportunities that come your way, taking you in directions that maybe you haven't even seen yet, you haven't even contemplated, but that move you towards the fulfillment of your dream. And lastly, through all the storytelling, videoing, producing, enjoyment, and hard work, May your passion and enthusiasm and heart for bringing hope to the world grow even larger, and may you know that even while being behind the camera, you are seen and you make a difference. Thanks to Strawn for the music and Rangi for the karakia. Join me next time when I talk to priest, protester, social activist and creative Sarah West. Until then, me inoi
0: E tō mātau i te rangi, kia tapu tō ingoa, kia tauma i tō rangatiratanga, kia mea te tau e pai ki runga ki te whenua, kia rite anō ki tō te rangi. Homai kia mātau ai nei, he taroma mātau mo tēnei rā, Mūro o mātou hara, me mātou hoki e muru nei, e o te hunga e hara ana ki a mātou. Aua hoki mātou e kawea, ki a whakawaea, e ngari whakorangi a mātou i te kino, Ame.